America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The following podcast is not affiliated with the developers who have created the games being reviewed. The reviews are solely the opinions of the hosts to be used to make an educated decision on what games to download and play. gamers and welcome to Budget Arcade, a free-to-play gaming podcast to help you navigate through the growing realm of free-to-play games. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And I'm Mark. And welcome to episode number 63. Just to recap, we play a free-to-play game every other week and then we rate and review it. Mark, what was this week's game? But you gotta say it really fast, Mark, because we're all just really pumped to get it going. Go! Okay, Grand Theft Auto 2, developed by Rockstar North, Rockstar Lincoln. Uh, release date was originally in October 1999 on the Windows and PlayStation. 2000 and Dreamcast and Game Boy Color, it's a top-down action uh, flare. Uh, and little-known fact, I'm going to slow it down here, Jeff. Little-known fact, Rockstar Lincoln is one of the oldest Rockstar Studios still in existence. Hmm. Ah. How about that? And Rockstar Lincoln is also known for titles, as you may remember them, Austin Powers, Welcome to My Underground Lair, Montezuma's Revenge. And Which is diarrhea. To- sure. Space Station, <laughs> Silicon Valley. All on the Game Boy Color. All in your collection. I know it. Okay, no, but you know, Montezuma's Revenge is is diarrhea on a plane. That's, I mean, I'm sure it has other real meanings, but in modern language, if you have Montezuma's Revenge, it means you got diarrhea while you're on a plane. No, it's not while you're on a plane. That's when you go down to uh, South America and drink the water. Or, wait, okay. <laughs> okay, Google, what is Montezuma's Revenge? On the website TripAdvisor.com, they say, Moctezuma's Revenge is the colloquial term for any cases of traveler's diarrhea or other sicknesses contracted by tourists visiting Mexico. Oh, I think you're right, Scott. You win. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, Google. Quality content. That's what we're about on this podcast. Well, I figure it's not going to be a long episode, um, <laughs> so we got to have Google fill in. Do you notice my Google has an Australian accent? That's on purpose. <laughs> Jeff's got a type. I didn't hear it say g'day to you. Well, that's because that is a uh, what they call a stereotype, Scott, and it's hurtful. Ooh. Podcast just got heavy. Gameplay. So... Uh, this is, if you've played GTA, 
you know kind of what the deal here. You're um, a criminal of some sort, and you can uh, steal cars, you run around, you shoot, you do missions for uh, various bad guys. Now, this one's specific uh is there are three gangs and you can choose which gang you want to get in good with but as you get in good with one gang another gang then starts to hate you and so when you go into their territory they start shooting at you so if you kill those rival gang members you gain status back so if you're in bad with one gang that you want to be in good with you go to their rival gang and you shoot them and you get status uh so how do you, i i wish i could have played this on playstation because i too. tried to get my controller so you can use a controller and so when you install the free game from the website, there is something called GTA 2 Manager. And you open this up, and this software allows you to customize all your controls, set your video settings and sound, and kind of all the bells and whistles before you launch the, the game. Once the game is launched, your settings are already set, you're stuck. you got to quit the game, launch the manager, change everything. So I hooked up a Xbox One controller... Click the button that said default controls and went into the game. And it requires you to use the analog stick as opposed to the D-pad. Now, the problem is, is that this game uses tank controls. If you don't know what that means, it means you have a button for forward, you have a button for backwards, and then left and right. But you don't move in a 360 degree way. You have to rotate your character with left and right to the direction you want to face and then press up to walk forward or down to walk backwards. The problem here is on the controller, at least I couldn't figure out a way to walk and turn at the same time or drive forward and turn at the same time with controller. If I played on keyboard and well, I say no mouse control, but if you play on the keyboard, you can turn and walk at the same time but it's a whole lot less comfortable to play. The controls are no less terrible on the keyboard. So Yeah. I Honestly, I couldn't even get my controller to be recognized by the launcher or the game, so I wasn't even able to play with my controller, so I had to do it with the keyboard. Which is unfortunate. And this game would have been... So uh, there is Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars, which is a top-down one that originally came out on the DS, then was ported to PSP, and you can get on your phone. That game is excellent, and it's a top-down one, and it's really great, and the controls work, and part of it is when you hold a direction, that's the direction you go. The tank controls are gone. So this game would be infinitely improved by not having tank controls. Now, this game I played a lot in like the early 2000s on a computer, and I really, really loved it, but since playing other games, it hasn't aged well. And especially playing other top-down action games or GTA games, where these controls just don't work. Yeah, I'm, the controls for me were a huge turnoff. And I'm not a big PC gamer, so I don't have just a controller just laying around to hook up to my to my laptop. But uh, yeah, you, even though- if you have a PS4 controller, you can hook your PS4 controller up to your laptop. Yeah, that's you're giving my laptop a lot of credit. Um, <laughs> okay, but, but uh, 
I was more or less talking about like wires controller or whatever. The 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 key the keyboard controls just completely throws the game into a not an unplayable fashion, but just a chore. It's a chore to move around. It's a chore to get going in a direction. You got to actually think about you know your maneuvers, which I guess is, is maybe an added challenge no. to the game. <laughs> but no. uh, you you still have to on the keyboard at least you still have to make a conscious effort to move around and that to me that that's that's a that's a, a deadly sin for a game yeah especially when you're being chased by the police in this game it's that's like instant death if you can't turn properly and escape properly yeah. right so there's another game if you're looking to play a cool game like this you can check out um Shakedown Hawaii on your Switch and uh, I, probably PS4 and PC. Uh, it is a new 16-bit GTA-style game with twin-stick controls, and it plays so nicely. And I, like I said, I loved this game years ago, but the controls just have not aged well at all. And like Scott was saying, when you fight, you have to slowly turn in the direction that you want to face to shoot the person who's already shooting at you. And it's so frustrating. And the driving is really frustrating. And, ugh. Okay, so let's talk about... we. Basically, we all agree the controls are kind of bunk. They're terrible. Yeah. So what, this, what you do, though, you start off and you answer a phone, a, a pay phone, for those that don't know, are these phones that used to just be around geographically in your area, and you'd put a quarter in and make a phone call. I and think people, I saw one had, in a museum one time. Possibly. People can, if you have the phone number for that payphone, they can call that payphone, and you can actually get a free call. But anyway, um, so you receive a call at this payphone, and now you have three arrows, because unlike other GTA games where there's a very like in newer games three and further on there's very much a plot and a story and you're working for different mobsters that's not really the case here because you're really working for one of the three uh, gangs of your choice and so you have three arrows on the map you drive to it you will find a payphone that's ringing that will give you a mission one thing that really hasn't aged well is there is no map. Now, if you had the original game, I remember there being a physical map that you could have. But as far as I could tell in game, I could not find a map to help me navigate the city. But it still had an indicator arrow telling you where to go for your mission. Yeah, there's a lot of dead ends, though, right? So if you follow that arrow, you'll find a place where you hit a dead end. You have to turn around or it'll force you to go north when you're trying to go west um, oh yeah right right it doesn't take into account yeah. for all, all the buildings and and all that yeah so, it's a, a bird's eye or uh the way the crow flies style of go that direction right but you know usually there's buildings and other crap in your way so one of the things they added in um chinatown wars which is my favorite gta game is when you had a waypoint it would put the lines on the road and so you, it would like GPS you where you wanted to go. And it made it so much easier to go to the waypoint. 
and there's none of that here. So it's just adding that. I don't want to say adding. We just have the benefit of being in a, a gaming era where there are more conveniences, and this was definitely not it. Now, I want to say one of the reasons I enjoyed GTA and GTA 2 was it blew my mind that I could just grab a car and get in it and drive. And I had a whole city to explore. Obviously, with open world games being everywhere now, we take that for granted. But like when I played GTA 3 for the first time and I grabbed any car I wanted and I drove anywhere in the city I wanted, it blew my mind um, because we just hadn't really had that. And you have that here. But obviously, that transition to 2D or transition to 3D has helped the series immensely. But this is sort of the, the ground bottom level of where the style of game started. And not many people go back to these, and that's for good reason. Oh, yeah. Well, you remember the, the, the jump from GTA 2 to GTA 3. I mean, GTA 3 was a phenomenal game. So it's. Uh, I stayed well, up so late just stealing cars and running from the cops, not even trying to do anything right. in GTA 3. Right. And, and so, here, it's a struggle to do anything. Exactly. And so, one thing uh, that needs to be mentioned about GTA 2 is that there are these coins and they give you health, uh, armor. There's police bribes where if you're if you're being uh, pursued by the police, right. you can pick that up and it will lower your wanted level. Right. So there's also these like challenge coins that you run into and it says, oh, you picked this up. Now you have to kill 40 people in a minute and a half or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> that was by far the greatest point of this game for me is that oh, the kill frenzies. Yes. Kill frenzies. That, yes, those were amazing. Right. And why they tried to do anything else with this game other than walk around, kill people, see how many people you can kill in under a minute, get a car, see how many people you can mow over in under a minute. I, I don't know. I don't know why they try to put a story and missions behind this, but by far the kill frenzies are, are the what you would play this game for to me. Yeah. Well, there's mis- there's missions where you kill certain people, you rob banks. And they're fine. There's nothing particularly memorable about any of the missions. Um, um, One thing that drove me nuts. I'm sorry, Jeff. Uh, I was going to say, when the um, appeal of having an entire city to yourself wears off, what you're left with is pretty unfulfilling. There was one aspect or one part of the game where I was just, I was like, let me just try to kill whoever I can kill. And I had uh, like an Uzi or submachine gun and I'm just shooting, shooting everybody. doesn't matter who you are. So I get like all the cops after me. I'm shooting all the cops. So the game got so tired of me killing everybody that they sent in the SWAT team and it, you're instantly yeah. done. You're instantly done. And to me, I'm like, come on, don't take away my fun like that. That's that's the that's the, the most fun part of this game is setting, you know, setting off on everybody and just seeing how, how far you can get 
before somebody yeah. stops you. And so this game, you just can the, get past the SWAT, and then they send the army after you, which I've done. Oh well, and there'll I, be I, tanks I, in the streets I, I, of GTA Two. I believe so. I seem to remember that. Yeah, I, I do remember that as well. Well, I just thought that I was like they were just sending the SWAT team, and my fun was over, and I was like, "Well, that's cheap." I mean, at least stay in the car or steal the SWAT van. Well, at least kill me, kill me, and tell me my fun's over. Don't just like show up and be like, "Oh, SWAT's here. You got to go to jail now." Like, come on, you got to keep driving. I I think if you have the rocket launcher, you can destroy the SWAT van as they pull up, and then it continues on. Interesting. Yeah, my favorite kill frenzy was having the flamethrower. That was always fun. Oh yeah, that was good. That was a good time. So. Mark, I will say you might want to try Shakedown Hawaii because it is a lot of that. A lot of <laughs> kill frenzies and it's really satisfying to play. Um, yeah, but I don't have much else to say gameplay-wise. I mean, just imagine a top-down GTA with bad controls and you've pretty much nailed it. Paywall. Alright, well, there is no paywall in this game whatsoever. It's 100% free. This as well as GTA 1, so nothing... Now, I do want to say, because we've pretty much negatively dumped on it because it hasn't aged well, but at the end of the day, this is a free retro video game being distributed by the creators of the game. And that's pretty great, because you think a Nintendo, and you think a, well, to a degree Sega, and in a lot of retro companies that have a lot of older games in their libraries... They're not going to put them out there for free. They're going to throw them on a virtual console or wherever, or remaster them. And definitely, this game needs a remaster. Uh, but the fact that it's a, it's a free, legally available copy of a retro game is pretty and great. It runs on current systems. Yeah, it runs on your computer. Uh, you can plug a controller in if you're a masochist. But... Uh, actually, what you could do, and I should have done this, and I'm just now thinking of it. There's a free program called Joy2Key. Uh, that's J-O-I-T-O-K-E-Y, which allows you to bind your controller to keys on the keyboard. So if you have games that do not support controller support, you can use that to make it work. Um, I could have done that, and it would have probably worked so much better because I could have bound it to my D-pad. But um, that option is out there. If you do want to try this, um, check out Joy to Key. Jeff is not getting royalties from any of you. Uh... Uh, it's a free software. What royalties are there to get? <laughs> right? Joytokey.com. I don't know about the website name, but the program is called Joy to Key.com is probably a good, good, good bet. Sure. Why not? No. <laughs> the, uh, the one thing. I will I will say about this game and being that it was released 21 years ago is that I am astounded that this game got made and was mass produced just simply because of the level of violence of it. In it. That's in it. Uh, I mean 1999 and it didn't get the Mortal Kombat backlash. No. <laughs> like this one slid right under the radar. Got a it's got a car with a scope on the on the cover and people are just like, "Oh, that's a that's a cool-looking game." It's a racing game, right? Right. Kill Frenzy. How many people can you kill in a minute? Uh, I think the now, thing is, this is it didn't sell well. after Mortal Kombat. This is well after Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. I just think huh. that and Mortal Kombat sold well, right? It was a huge success when it hit consoles. This did not. 
you know, and I think that's why nobody complained about it, you know. Um, yeah, it wasn't until three that they started complaining, right? Right. And it wasn't until, oh, murder simulators and all that stuff until you started seeing the, the series get really popular. And that's just how it is. And there's even a game that I won't mention uh, the name of, but they played off of that. It was a little indie studio that made a, a tremendously violent game and they dumped the trailer out and they were able to build up a lot of buzz because people were so offended by the content that when it finally launched on steam, it launched at number one, in, uh, you know, on the charts. So it is kind of funny to me that the very rage that people have over games of this nature or Harry Potter or whatever happens to be trendy to, uh, demonize at a certain point only helps the sales of the game. And I think that that would be true for GTA as well. I think the backlash actually helps the game. Um, as long as it doesn't end up in the government's hands to regulate. Well, that's it. Yeah. And that's, that was kind of my, my point is that back then, the what the ESRB didn't, wasn't really a thing. I don't think I, I like, I don't it was remember. getting there. Yeah. Because the leg- the legislation was in there and the video game and this is something that probably needs to happen again but the video game industry as a whole in order to keep the government out of video games they form the ESRB so it's right. formed by video game companies as a way to not have a government interference and now with the whole stuff with loot boxes up in Washington and that kind of floating around i would think that the gaming industry, again, would probably want to try to get in front of this because if they get regulated, it's going to be a pain for them and it's going to be a pain for gamers. So that's my personal sandbox there. Well, right. That's why I was saying I'm surprised this didn't have somebody in Washington, D.C.'s hands all in it saying, oh, can't do that. Can't can't release this game. It's too violent. Tone it down. Because yeah, well, and I think again is it, oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, I'm just I just it's it, it took it. This game was released not too long after you know at the time one of the deadliest high school shooting or deadliest mass casualty shoot uh, incidents in the country with Columbine, and so uh-huh. I'm just uh, you know I think back on it that you 21 years later you think how did this game get made? <laughs> uh, you know how did it get released? On a wide variety of platforms. Because nobody knew about it. Right. I think. Uh, now, this was this came out after Columbine? It wasn't Columbine in 90... What year did this come out? 99. 99? Yeah. Yeah, Columbine was before that, so I think you're right. For some reason, I had it in my brain that they were playing gta 3 and that was part of it okay so columbine happened april 20th 1999 this was released five months after six months after okay okay yeah that's surprising that this wasn't more uh regulated i have to agree with mark on that that's just it's it's just it's surprising to me but again like jeff said it wasn't as popular a game so that's probably why it slipped under the radar like Mm. that yeah it could have been. So, I, I mean, you're going to get your Mortal Kombat's. It's hugely popular, and you're going to hear the backlash. I remember in middle school, 
when people were freaking. And I had the Sega Genesis copy, and my dad was like talking about, I hope it's not too violent. But the Sega Genesis game wasn't violent, unless you knew the blood code. So when dad was around, we wouldn't put the blood code in. He'd be like, oh, this is wholesome fun. And then we put the blood code in, and I would rip the head off of my brother's character. It was so good. <laughs> right? Dad's going to be so disappointed in you now. Nah. That's right. Now, the SNES version, you there was no blood at all, right? There was nothing. There was no you, blood it's sweat. No blood code. <laughs> and then it didn't sell. And then Nintendo was like, okay, fine. MK2 can have blood. <laughs> well, the best part of the game is the finishing moves. That's it. Yeah. The oh, only yeah. Re- that's Mortal Kombat 1 is not a good game, right? Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's, the fighting is super basic. The only reason we played it was because it was violent. You know, right. it doesn't have the depth of a Street Fighter 2. It's, but that's why we played it. We played it because it was just gruesome. So, um, but uh, we should probably talk about GTA 2. <laughs> yep. We should uh, continue on with the re- replayability. Uh, if you enjoy the game, I think there is a ton to do here. Just driving around. Again, I played this so much in the early 2000s. I loved it because there was the city. There's tons of cars. There's lots of missions. You can just go around shooting things. And if you can get the game, get used to the game's controls, I think there is a lot to do here. And it would take you a while to finish. Um, There's a total of 67 missions in this game. Which is light for a GTA game, but at the time was pretty good. Yeah, and I mean for a retro game, that's that's pretty intense for how many missions there are. Mm-hmm. Not to mention you got your kill frenzies scattered around. There's a lot to explore in this game too. Um, there's some like areas that you can get on the roofs and then jump from roof to roof to be able to get like special items. Like there's a rocket launcher hidden in one of the areas that you have to go on the roof to even get to. Uh, a couple other like power ups as well that you can get to by going on roofs. So I mean, there's there's a lot to explore as well. And you can get points like just from destroying things. Like like numbers jump up. There's secret jumps you can find. Um, you know, there's all kinds of stuff just kind of scattered throughout the city. What was your favorite mission? Um, any memorable ones? No, it's all the same fetch stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I mean, like. There wasn't anything that stood out like in other GTA games, you know. Um, like, I can remember in GTA Five driving behind a boat while your son is on the back and you're trying to save him and you got to pull up. And, you know, there's be so many memorable things there. And I remember in GTA's uh, Chinatown Wars had this drug dealing mechanic, which people thought was just the worst thing ever. But essentially, it was like a, it was basically stocks. But they just used drugs instead of stocks. And so the there would be one point where you get a phone call. The guy's like, I got to offload some stuff. It's really cheap. So you go and buy it. And then you sit on it until you got a call for the same drug. And someone's like, I'm willing to pay top dollar. And then you drive across town. And See, my point is, is that my favorite missions aren't in this game. <laughs> Judgment. So at the end of each episode, we decide if a game is deserves our seal, which is our general thumbs up or thumbs down, and it needs a two-thirds vote to be approved. Uh, Mark, what do you say? That's a big negative for me, Scott. Uh, it just wasn't 
while it doesn't hold up well, there wasn't enough to make me go back and say, well, let me let me crawl down this hole a little bit and see where I go. Uh, back a nostalgic kind of experience where you're like, oh, I want to keep playing because I don't really remember how this goes or I want to uh, I want to keep getting these memories of times where me and my buddies were playing or whatever it is. This game has none of that. Has none of that for me, at least. Uh, so it doesn't hold up well. The controls are garbage. And it doesn't have that big of a nostalgic pull to it to, to get me to play. All right. How about you, Jeff? It's a tough one because it's free. And it is sort of this window into what GTA used to be before it became the household name it is now. Um, so I think it's worth downloading and checking out. Now, basing it on the game's merits alone, if the controls weren't as bad as they are, I would play this game. And I would probably try to finish it. But the fact of the matter is the controls are so broken that broken is not the right word because they function how they were intended to function. Should, should we pause right here and you could uh, use that program and then replay it for a few minutes and see if you <laughs> change your mind? <laughs> no. Um, I would say check it out. I, I would give it a seal in the sense that if... No, maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. The controls are so bad. Uh, and it just hasn't aged well. Just go play Chinatown Wars or uh, what, what I keep saying. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Retro City Rampage or Shakedown Hawaii. This one just, it's a window into the past that probably should just be left shut and just play the new stuff. So no, it does not get my seal. I actually periodically go back to this game, but when I do, I don't play it for very long. And that's pretty telling right there. It's kind of like, oh yeah, Grand Theft Auto 2. But um, I I'm going to say no for this as well. It even though it's completely 100% free and it'll play on pretty much a potato, it's it's still not going to get my seal. Um, so this game is not budget arcade approved. Uh, we did not have any listener commentary. Um, nobody else wanted, wanted to bother to play this, I guess. That's because no Mick knew it. No Mick. No big knew it was garbage. Well, I it's not to me like I think you should still check it out, especially if you're a fan of GTA, to see the growing pains of open world genres. And when people tried the earliest attempts at open world, which is now pretty much all you get, all your AAA games nowadays, like your Spider Man, your um, uh, Assassin's Creed, all of these games now are open world. And they really owe it to the GTA series. And I'm sure there were open world games before that, but this was like the really the early stages of that. So it is kind of this interesting piece of history that I think you should maybe check out, but you're not going to have fun doing it. But I think it could be kind of cool for someone who is interested to see where the, the, um, the franchise came from to see where it all started out and where it's grown because I go back and play GTA three and it's not that great anymore because the controls have aged, but I mean, it's still good and it's a lot more playable than this, 
but I mean that that series has grown so much that it's just kind of interesting. That that would be my only thing is I wouldn't say because we didn't give it a seal, don't check it out. Definitely check it out, but you're not gonna have fun. Hey there, editing room Jeff here. Uh, I just wanted to say Scott at this point uh, was going to tell you what game we we're playing next week, but we actually changed the game after we recorded uh, because someone brought up there's something else we probably should play first. Uh, so I think I've done a good job seamlessly editing it and, and making it sound just right. So uh, back to the show. All right. So uh, next episode, we are going to be playing three on three freestyle. Oops, I meant to say Ninjala. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, God. Go, going back to my NBA Street days. Okay, I dig it. Hey, NBA Street Volume 2 was so incredible. <laughs> like, it was the perfect game. I'm going to do so many dunks I miss that game everybody. so much. So many dunks. And NBA Street Home Court for the 360 was so good. Why is that series dead? I don't know. Because oh. <laughs> e- EA has no one can. We're playing Ninjala for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Budget Arcade. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/budgetarcade. And as always, you can check out the website www.budgetarcade.com. I want to thank you for joining us. Want to help support the show? Su- subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or on multiple platforms. You can leave us a kind review wherever you listen. Um, it really does help. You may not think it does, but it does. Uh, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash budget arcade. You can purchase one of our t-shirts or other apparel at hockeygaming.com slash budget hyphen arcade. And don't forget to use promo code. But biscuits. And if you can't. S-B-U-T-T-B-I-S-C-U-I-T-S. And if you can't support the show financially, be sure to tell a friend about the show. Biscuits. You can send any hate mail to show at budgetarcade.com. Music is provided by Stimmage, and you can download his music at metroidmetal.com. Game on. Imagineville Podcast Network.